At 54 years old, French-Canadian Miss Lolly shows us that what you might see as a disadvantage is actually your biggest asset when it comes to OnlyFans marketing. Let's take a look. Now, you've been on OnlyFans for, for how long now? For a year. One year, and when you first got started, what was it difficult for you to to kind of get things going, or did you kind of pick up really quick? Uh no, it picked up really quick because I had two hundred key followers on TikTok. They were all waiting for me to start an OnlyFans channel. They were keep asking me. At first, I didn't want, and then I said, "Why not?" It's you know, it's the kind of money I I could not say no. I was not ready at first, so I say no, no, no. And then one day I say, why not? Before I start my OnlyFans channel, I ask, of course, my fiance and my daughter. She's thirty-two now. Uh, if it was bothering her, uh, she has issue with it, and she said, no, go ahead, mommy, you're smart. Don't go for that my extra money. <laughs> so yeah and then I started it was the right way just like you told me don't don't show too much sell PPV and stuff like that I was good doing great and then after one month uh you know you see people are not renewal that much so I say oh maybe I don't show enough I should show more and then that was the wrong path. I took it for many months. So I had a lot of subscriber, but no PPV sales anymore because I was showing almost everything on that scene. So that was my mistake. So girl, don't do that. <laughs> gotcha. So that's interesting. So you, so you were actually doing TikTok before you even thought about OnlyFans. Then, yeah. So what made you get into TikTok? Uh it was really just for the fun of it, and then I started having a lot of views. And uh, one of uh, my TikTok friends, she was doing hot mom stuff, and then my fiance said. Why don't you do some hot grandma stuff? You're a grandma. People are shark every time you say you're a grandma and you're over 50. So you should use that because it's what makes you you're different from other people. So that's how I started getting millions of you. I got banned uh, many times before I had my only fan. I think just because, you know, uh, users have too much power on TikTok when they don't like you or they're jealous, envious. It's, you know, I, I feel like you're one of the more inspiring creators because there's so many creators out there that they want to do OnlyFans, but they're sort of afraid of, you know, the fear of judgment, right? They don't want their friends to judge them. They don't want their their family to, to judge them. They're, you know age, weight, looks, all these kind of things that, that hold people back from getting started into something like this. So you're, you know, you're in your fifties, you're doing OnlyFans. How did you sort of overcome that fear of judgment or, or worrying about what people think? Did that affect you at all? Uh, I think when I was younger, I was so much, uh, 
uh, sensitive about that, what people think about me. Um, as you get older, you don't care anymore. <laughs> you learn that no matter what you're going to do, you can be judged no matter what you do, what you wear. No matter what, you're going to be judged. So just be happy. Leave it on your own term. Why do you think? Why do you think younger people are more affected by you know these haters and trolls and the negative comments and things like that? Because I talk to a lot of creators, and most of them, as as much as you know, many of them would say, "I don't care what people think." The reality is, most of them are very affected by you know the negative comments and the haters and and the things like that. How, how are you able to is that is that just a thing that just came with age or did was did you actively do something to train yourself to you know start disregarding those types of comments and and people I train myself I train my I, age and train myself as well uh I work a lot inside out when I change my glow up so I call it my glow up you know start drinking going uh, more healthy, but what I learned, uh, I love to watch some, you know, coach, but the one that are very successful, very positive, and listen to them. It's really helpful. First thing in the morning, listen to them. Um, it's going to cheer you up so much, as well as what they teach me is. When somebody is after you, trying to throw you down, it's never come from people that are successful and operating. Successful people don't do those things. It's always coming from people that are less than you. Always. It's a fact. Pure fact. So, and I'm not talking monetary. You can be rich, but very poor in his art. Uh, it's emotional maturity. Or, you know, it's family, relation, or stuff like that. So it's always coming from people that are lowest than you. So keep that in mind. I think you said a few really important things there, a few really good takeaways. Number one is to get into a positive mental state in the morning, either by listening to a podcast or, you know, someone that is getting you into the right mental space and two, what you just said there was just realizing that you never hear this kind of stuff from successful people. It's always the lower people that are, you know, saying these kind of things. So I, I think those are two really good takeaways, especially, you know, getting into the right headspace in the morning, because that's really what sets up the rest of your day. Yes, absolutely. And um, don't start looking at the newspaper and all those negative stuff. How can you be in a nice mindset listening to that the first thing in the morning? For me, I realize that it's so bad for myself. I don't listen to that. I listen to a coach that I love, a, a living coach, and one that is successful. So many people want to change, but they don't want to put efforts in anything. They want everything instantly, just like with the money. You buy something, you have instant gratification. But it's not how life it works. You have to work on yourself and stop making bad decisions daily. 
You know when you're making a bad decision. You know it. You don't know it. It's not going to be good. Uh, you're still making it. Why? The As the saying goes, you either find a way or you find an excuse. Yes, absolutely. Stop the excuses. But because we all, you know, we have work, job, nine to five and everything. If you hate your job, why... Are you still there? Are you making some effort to change that job or to change to do something else? Stop complaining and acting accordingly on what you want. Where you see yourself in five, ten years. I know sometimes you have a few stuff you cannot change, but I've got rid of a lot of toxic people I had around me, even though if it's member of my family. If you're toxic, you're toxic, you're not good with me. So since then, I'm so much happier. It's not because it's blood-related that it's good for you. Not at all. Sometimes you have to distance yourself. Because I don't think doing OnlyFans is less valuable than most people watch porn and as well. I think it's pretty hypocrite to say to judge someone from doing something. You do and you watch. So that's why, you know, I don't care. Judge me as much as you want. But in the winter, I live in Florida. I do boating. I have a great life. So I just don't care. I'm not going to cry under my palm tree in Florida for you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So now, just so the people kind of know a little bit of backstory here. So if if I remember, you're, is it French-Canadian? Yes, I'm French-Canadian from Quebec City. Uh, I live half of the year in Florida, southwest Florida, for now five years. So that's why I have a French accent and I don't speak as fast as I would like, because English is not my main language. So that's why. Now, before you even got into OnlyFans, what what did your life kind of look like before then? What was your job before all of this? I had many jobs in the past. I used to be a realtor. Uh, Also, um, uh, my first job, I learned to, uh, I was analyst, computer analyst. That's my degree. Um, I also was an F&I selling uh, financing motorcycles, stuff like that, realtor, always in the sales industry. And then I started my own business selling stuff, importing stuff from China and selling more on the beauty side. I still doing it. So I still do import, export and stuff like that. And I have my only found on Instagram as well. So it's extra money for my retirement. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm so much more on Instagram. I have a lot of you now on Instagram since I'm more vanilla because they removed the shadow ban on my account and I get so much more of you for the last few days just because I follow your your um, your information. So, yeah. That's great. Love to hear it. Um, so, what, so before you... I mean, how long has it been since you found my YouTube channel originally? Uh, it was in March. Yes, it was March, last March. 
And would you say, because we've talked a couple of times, but not really a ton in depth, but I mean, would you say that your overall strategy has improved a lot since then? Oh, yes, a lot, a lot. I improve a lot because of all the trick you give, the hee the automation, everything is so helpful. Really much. So, by the way, if you want to learn the best systems and strategies to grow your social media and really level up your skills to get more fans consistently, be sure to check the link down in the description below, or you can scan the QR code on the screen here. Remember, average skills are going to give you average results, and average is not going to pay your bills in this business. It's up to you to master these skills and learn how to properly promote your account if you want to see real long-term success in the business. And now, back to the podcast. In March, my account was going downhill because my content on Instagram was too much. I was shadow banned for many months. I was shadow banned on TikTok many months. I was still kind of successful for all the struggle I've been in. The last year, that's crazy. You cannot imagine each time I go a bit viral on TikTok, my content is reported and putting down each single time. Now, if you could, if you could sum it up, um, because a lot of creators out there are facing the same thing where they might get, you know, they might have one really good month, but then all their accounts get banned and they just kind of lose everything and you have to start over. What was the biggest pivotal moment, or I guess, what is the biggest difference that you implemented that allowed you to kind of come out of that and start seeing more sort of long-term growth? Stay yourself, stay confident. Um, you're going to get there, but it's, it's a long, it's not a quick money show. If it's what you want to do, make money quick and not working much. It's not it's not the good, the right job for you because you have to to work a lot to be successful on social media and get views. And um, you have to post daily. You have to be there. You have it's a lot of work. It's not easy. I think that's a good point that you bring up because I think a lot of creators have kind of a, um, you know, they go into it with the wrong mindset. You know, I think they go into it thinking. Oh, you know, I got 10,000 followers on Instagram. I'll just post my link and then I'll just start making a bunch of money. And that's not the reality at all. There's so much more to it. Um, what would you say to creators who might be thinking about doing OnlyFans, but, you know, maybe they've seen some of these gurus or some of these girls that talk about how easy it is or, you know, all this different stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you just plug your OnlyFans, you do TikTok, whatever. And what would you recommend to somebody who's maybe considering OnlyFans, but they don't really know much about it yet? Uh, I would say the, for the people that was easy for OnlyFans, it's the celebrity who have millions of followers. They just put their OnlyFans, just like Bella Thorne and all those ones. So if you're not her, <laughs> you're going to have to work. <laughs> And also keep in mind, it's going to stay forever. Now, do you have now on that point, do you have any like crazy stories about fans who have, you know, 
found your address or found your personal information or tried to, you know, stalk you and things like that? Do you have any crazy fan stories like that? I have a stalker for a it's just still stalking me right now. Uh, it was from a French-Canadian neighbor in Florida, and it's a woman. When you're dealing with some of these kind of, you know, crazy situations, what's what's going through your head in that moment? Is is Does it make you kind of nervous about continuing OnlyFans, or do you just kind of, you know, shrug it off? No, no, it doesn't make me nervous because, like I said, I assume everything I do. I had two males that are from the same community I am. And first time guy say, do you live over there? I was like, I said, why? Because I live there. Uh, so what I did, I didn't say already I live there, but... I really had a nice, dirty talk with him and got his dick pic. So I knew if it was... So I knew he couldn't tell anything. I have something in my pocket too. I am your dick pic. I know your wife. So I think that's the best way to handle it. And, uh, you know, like I said, you have to assume everything. If they all know in the community where I live, it doesn't really bother me. How did you kind of learn all these skills, you know, set up TikTok and set up Instagram and start posting content and all these things? Is it, it, was it just something that was fun for you and you just wanted to mess around with it? Or did you actually kind of see it as a business opportunity or how did you kind of figure that stuff out? I, at first, I just want to show that you can be 60 over 50. There's no age related stuff. You know, can be sexy at any age. Um, you can still be fit when you put efforts with it. I think it's super impressive. How? What is kind of your health and and wellness and working out like? How do you how do you stay in such good shape? Uh, at first, I would say I stopped drinking alcohol seven years ago. I was in pretty bad shape seven years ago. So just right before my menopause menopause start. I was gaining weight. I was maybe 20, 25 overweight. I was not that big, but I was being, you know, petite. So I went on a cruise. I saw a few pictures of myself. So, holy shit. I don't want, I don't like the way I look right now. <laughs> I have to do something. So I started uh, doing fasting, intermittent fasting. So I eat for, uh, eight hours a day I stop 16 hours a day but I don't store myself it's just the hour that I eat that is uh, shorter but I still eat plenty of food a lot of protein I just try not to uh, avoid McDonald's and stuff like that but I still do I still do once in a while I just try to eat healthy 80% of the time 20% you know you can have dessert and stuff like that because you want to go on the long run. If it's too strict, you're going to fall off the train. But it's not something you're going to change in three weeks or one month. And I think that's the struggle with women. They realize in March they don't fit in their bikini or they're not happy with their shape. Um, oh, I have to go back to shape before the next summer in the two or three months. No way. You're, you're not going to do it in three months. Because how long does it take you to go downhill? 
a few years. So you want to go back up on the hill. It's going to take you a few years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing yourself. People saying, oh, I do just like her. I train like her. I eat like her. But you don't have her body. You don't have her metabolism. You cannot do the same thing and you will have a different result. So focus on yourself and on your own improvement and stop comparing with others because you do, you won't have the same result no matter what you do. But how do you actually maintain that kind of motivation? I mean, you know how much work it is to to maintain all the content that you have to create to to maintain your OnlyFans account, to stay healthy, to, you know, keep all these habits of, you know, all of these different things and it's how do you actually have or develop the motivation to be consistent with that? I have no motivation at all. <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> really? Sometimes I just do it, but no. My main motivation is my goals. Uh, all I have to do is stay in that path. And day after day, make good choice, good decision, and I'm going to get there. So is it something that you actively think about to stay motivated? Like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, are you visualizing your goals every day or are you more just like on autopilot and just getting it done without even having to think about it? I visualize a lot, a lot. I, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. But like I said, for me, it's not a dream. It's a project. <laughs> um, for me... And that's what I like about OnlyFans. The more you work, the more you work with social media, the more you're there, you're going to go hopper and upper and upper. And there's no limit. The only limit is yourself. I've been exhausted just like all the creator for that one year. I have a few days I was totally exhausted. I would say, just close your phone, close your social media, close your stuff. Take time for yourself, don't say a few days, two, three, four days, and then go back. Stronger, better mindset, because sometimes you have a bad mindset, so you need time for you. When I have a bad mindset, I know I need time for myself. Sometimes it's nice to stay at home in a pajama and doing nothing. <laughs> and, you know, listen to yourself a bit. And learn to say no. Learn to say no to your follower and your subscriber when they want custom content right away. No, 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 no. You produce your content. Follow me two, three days. I'm going to do it. Not right away. Don't leave everything, your family and everything to do the content. Because follower and subscriber, they don't, they don't know how much work it is. How did you... How did you sort of develop that skill because I feel like it's something that a lot of creators have a hard time with especially when you're just starting out you're maybe not making that much money and you don't really want to say no even when some of these subscribers are you know they can be really mean they can be rude they can be demanding and they can just generally treat you really bad but you feel like you have to give them what they want because you're not making that much money how would you sort of navigate that situation? First of all, never let anybody treat you bad. Your mental health 
worth so much more than a few bucks. I call them vampire, you know, those kind of people. They keep sucking at you, your energy. Uh, they would suck your blood if they can. They would. So don't let them. You're the boss. You're in control. I know you need money. I was there. Well, they know you need money. When they know you are hungry, they're going to treat you like so bad. But if you make them feel, I'm in control. I'm a good content creator. I don't need you. They're going to respect you. I think you I think you definitely hit the nail on the head when you mentioned that they can suck your energy because there's there's the amount of money that they're paying you is not worth the amount of energy that they're stealing from you when they when they treat you like that. W- would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you just have to restrike them and kick them. So don't let people throw you down. Don't let them be toxic. They could be toxic with their wife at home, but not with you. Don't let them do that ever, 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 ever. What would you say to, you know, other women who are curious about OnlyFans, but, you know, they're having the same kind of reservations as as many, maybe about their age, their looks, whatever. Do you feel like your age has has helped you or, or hurt you with your marketing efforts? Help me. Do you see my Instagram? Each time I see my age, I have so much more of you. I have millions of you on TikTok saying my age. Millions of you. Well, I think I think you really you really kind of hit it right there with um, the biggest problem with creators is them trying to hide what they see as flaws, whereas you really leaned into that. And that's why you've done really well. And so I think that's a, a really good takeaway for, you know, maybe some creators that are watching this that feel like they need to hide their age, hide their weight, hide their, you know, whatever the case may be. Instead of hiding that, use that as a marketing tool because that's going to help you in the long run. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Um, go for it. Go for it. Um, you know, don't hide how you are. I think that's super good advice. Um, last question here, just, just for fun. If you could go back in time and you could talk to say, you know, your 22 year old self, what advice would you give yourself to your, to the 22 year old version of, of yourself? Yeah. Be confident. Yeah. Love more yourself. Also believe in yourself, believe in yourself. Don't lose time with mean people and toxic. Get rid of them right away, right away. Uh, No matter who it is, father, mother, I don't care. If it's toxic, run, go out of there. You won't change, you won't change the world around you. I always said that to my daughter, you know, the only person you can count on is yourself. So be independent, be smart, always having a plan. 